Hello, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you that are listening in the U.S. Hope you're having or had a great Thanksgiving with your family and friends. As we mentioned family and friends, relationships are important to everyone, right? As humans, our relationships are what mainly give our lives meaning, at least in general. After all, everybody needs somebody, like the song goes, right? And a vital part of every relationship is communication. You can't really connect with anyone unless there is some form of communication. And communication involves talking with someone else, even if you are gesturing somehow. The other person needs to either hear or see something from you in order for them to understand your thoughts, your ideas, your feelings, and so on. With God, things are not much different at all. According to the Bible and seeing the various examples throughout God's Word, God desires to have a personal and intimate relationship with each of us. And like every relationship, there needs to be communication. The only way we can actually talk to God is through prayer. So if you want to have a healthy relationship with God, you need to pray and you need to do it all the time. We will explain a little more in a couple of minutes. So speaking of prayer, as part of today's prayer outlook, I would urge you to pray to the Lord to ask Him to strengthen your personal relationship with Him, to help you draw closer to Him. Just a word of warning, though. He may allow for certain circumstances to occur, unless they are already occurring, to help you see more clearly that you need Him. Our relationship with God generally improves when we realize just how much we need Him. And wherever we, whether we realize it or not, we need Him at every moment and for everything. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord, because, because you're good and because your mercy is everlasting. And Lord, because you're a very loving God. Because you want to be there for us. You want to listen to us. You want to have a close and intimate relationship with each person, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks because you love us up to that point. You don't want to be a distant God. You don't want to be someone that's just out there. But you want to be close and personal. You want to listen to us. You want to hear us, Lord God. And I, I just can't thank you enough for that, Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you that you help us to understand that, that you help us to see things clearly, that you help us to understand clearly, Lord, that, that we need to have that relationship with you, that intimate relationship. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you help us to understand through your word, through your Holy Spirit, that you speak to our hearts and to our minds, O Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about prayer. We must pray, and we should pray always, constantly and consistently. Today's scripture passage can be found in James chapter 5, verse 13 to 18, where it says, Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another, and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, 
and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Throughout the passage, we read about the different instances for when we should pray. We should pray when we are suffering. People should pray for other people when they are sick. We should pray for one another. We even read about Elijah, who was given to us as an example. Elijah, by the way, was a great prophet. I would recommend that you read about his life and ministry when you get a chance. But in the end, although he was a great prophet of God, we read in this passage that he was a person with a nature like ours. So he was just a person, flesh and blood, with feelings, frailties, worries, and so on. He wasn't like Superman or anything like that. So can anyone pray to God? Well, first things first, and like we mentioned before, God desires to have a personal and intimate relationship with each person. And in order for that to happen, there needs to be a moment in our lives when we start that relationship with the Lord. And the way it starts is by surrendering our lives to Him. Our sin separates us from God, but Jesus Christ came to reconcile us with His Father. That's why He died on the cross, so our sins can be forgiven. But we need to ask for forgiveness, and we need to make Jesus part of our lives in order to open the lines of communication, if you will, with the Almighty. Everything is through Christ. Once we have started that real and genuine relationship with God through Jesus Christ, by repenting and converting from all of our sins, and giving over our lives to God, making Jesus the Lord of our lives, then our prayers do have meaning to God. That is one of the main details we read about Elijah. He was just like us, but he was a righteous man. He was righteous not necessarily because he was a good person or because he was perfect, but because he knew how to have that personal relationship with God through the direction of the Old Testament laws. Today, we don't depend on those laws. We have Christ and His grace makes us righteous before the eyes of God. So our prayers only work through Jesus. Once you get there, <clears throat> then you can develop this prayer life we need to have with God so our relationship with Him can thrive. Prayer is ultimately talking to God. It shouldn't just be asking for our needs alone. I'm not saying we shouldn't, and God loves for us to depend on Him for everything, but our conversation with Him needs to be more than just a to-do list for God. I mean, could you imagine if you had someone that only came to you when they needed something and that was it? I don't think you would enjoy their company very much, let alone have them go on and on about what they need and what they want. Now, the Bible gives us clear indications of how our prayer in general should be. Jesus taught us how to pray. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 8 gives us some insight of what we should or should not do, where it says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. So our prayers should not be hypocritical, but rather quite honest. We should not use prayer for the wrong reasons by seeking out attention and praise from other people. We should just be talking to the Lord. Now, what Jesus said here that we should pray in secret does not mean that we should not pray in front of other people. 
And there are many, many examples of people praying out loud or in front of others throughout the Bible. He's just explaining that prayer needs to be done with certain good intentions. The Lord also tells us not to repeat the same thing over and over, and that basically we don't need to be fancy or have some sort of religious vocabulary. We don't need to try to impress God. We just need to talk to Him respectfully, simply, and sincerely. The Lord also gave us a sample, which I am sure many of you are familiar with. Now, just like we read before, we don't need to repeat prayers over and over, so it doesn't mean we need to pray this over and over. God wants your own words. The sample we were given shows us a manner, the intentions that should be involved with our prayer. And it says like this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 to 13. It says, So in this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we, if we understand the manner the Lord is teaching here on how we should pray to the Father, we can see first an acknowledgement of the Father. Here's where we understand again that there needs to be a relationship with God. He can only be your Father if you give your life over to Him. Otherwise, there is no relationship. We are not born as children of God. We can only become sons and daughters of God when we surrender our lives out of our own free will to Him. We read of respecting His name. So even if our prayer can be simple, we need to keep in mind exactly who are we talking to. We're not talking to some person somewhere. We're talking to the Almighty. What we also see is that the prayer should be selfless. That's where he's talking about your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. So we need to be more centered around God, around His purposes. That makes sense only if you understand reality. Think about it this way. You need for God's will to be done because He only wants the best for you. The only difference is that what you might think is good for you may not actually be good for you. How do we understand God wants the best for us? Just see what He has done. He created you. So for starters, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Him. Secondly, He sent His only begotten and Holy Son to die for you so you could have eternal life. So He is watching out for your eternal benefit, something that neither you nor anyone else could ever do for you. So, just understanding the value of those two things, you should understand that it is only in your best interest that His will be done, and not necessarily ours. We do read about praying for something that is need, that's not necessarily a want. That's why He says, give us this day our daily bread. Bread is necessary. Eating is necessary. You see? So, we don't necessarily need to pray, or we shouldn't be praying rather for like a, a luxury car or a mansion or a large bank account. Those are examples of eccentric wants and desires. What is more than fair to pray for is for things that are needed, things that are essential to everyday life. Other than that, you're asking for things that are vain or extra. We read also about forgiveness and how important it is. 
If we want for God to forgive us, we need to forgive others. I know that that can be difficult, but it needs to happen in order for things to work for us. We see that we can ask for help so that temptation is kept away from us. And of course, so that he keeps us safe from the evil one, which is Satan. And finally, we need to acknowledge his work. After all, nothing can move without his say-so. God is God. So I cannot stress the need for prayer enough. We need to take some time to talk to the Lord. It doesn't need to be hours at a time. And it doesn't need to be something sophisticated or elaborate. Even though he knows everything, even the things that are hidden deep inside our hearts, he still wants for us to speak to him and tell him about those things. He wants to hear our thoughts, our worries, and our concerns. He wants to hear it all. So try to talk to God as much as you can, as often as you can, because he does want to listen to you. Let's pray. Lord, again, I thank you and I and I praise you for your goodness and for your mercy, for your love, Lord God. Because, Lord, you, you're the only one that truly wants to be there for us at every moment of our lives. Lord, you're the only one that loves us to that point. Your word says that even though my mother and father may abandon me, that you will take me in. Lord God, our, our loved ones may disappoint us. People and just different things may happen, may go wrong. But you are the only one that wants to be there for us at every single moment of our lives. And you want to listen to our needs. And you want to listen to what we feel. You want to listen to our worries, to, to everything that we have to say and, to, and for us to just let it out. Heavenly Father, thank you, O Lord, because you truly care. Because you truly, truly care for us, Lord. Lord, sometimes words are not enough to express the just how great and awesome you want to be for us. Heavenly Father, help us to understand. Help us to understand clearly, Lord God, your love, your grace, your mercy, who you are and what you want to be for us. Lord, I pray for every listener, Lord God. Heavenly Father, if there are people that are listening that may have not yet come to you, may not have yet come to have that personal and intimate relationship with you, that they may be able to do that right now, that they might be able to take that step, Lord God. And Heavenly Father, that that relationship may start, and that way they can really start having those conversations with you, Lord, because that's what you want to have with us. You want to have conversations with us. You want to hear our prayers and you want to speak to our hearts. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may God bless you. And again, as, always, as we always offer, we would love to hear from you. So please feel free to write us. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world.